This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. It's match day. The season is back. We have returned to the action as Arsenal take on Manchester City in today's Community Shield at Wembley Stadium. Very much looking forward to travelling up to North London today uh, to go to Wembley. It's the first time I've been to Wembley to see Arsenal. Uh, I've been to Wembley a number of times before. Sadly not to see Arsenal. This is the first time. Um, and so I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about seeing the game, the lineup, how Arsenal cope and deal with Manchester City, how Arteta decides to select his team. And, and if we can see some of the, I think, what will hopefully be probably our best lineup that we've got available to us besides the likes of Zinchenko, Jesus, who, um, you know, fitness wise, are still very much a doubt at this stage. Jesus, in particular, expected to come back in a, uh, weeks, uh, which is better than months, of course, but still a frustration. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. We've got transfer news to discuss as well, and of course, we're going to jump into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. But first of all, let's say good morning to people. Paul James, good morning to you. To Stephen, to Emira, to Anne's, good morning. Darren, uh, good morning to uh, Stevie, good morning to Gouda Jake, to Brian, to Christopher, Alex, Clock Orange, good morning to Ola. Wale, Lynn, Ronald, uh, good morning to Carlton, good morning to Lynn, good morning to Penny Ween, of course, uh, and plenty body else as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. We do these shows every single day at this very, very good time to bring you all the latest Arsenal updates and transfer insights. So let's uh, crack on with today's story, shall we? We start uh, with Alexander Zinchenko, uh, he has indeed continued um, to fight to get back to full fitness, but he has been speaking. He took part in the game for Ukraine yesterday, which I recommend to check out the highlights for. There was a horrific decision to rule out a Jack Wilshere goal that was miles onside and very well taken indeed. Clarence Sadoff scoring a fantastic left-footed strike as well. Would recommend that if you haven't seen that also. But uh, Zinchenko still fighting to get fit and ready. Uh, he says, 
because fitness is good. I feel much better. I started to train with the team yesterday. I would love to be ready for the Community Shield tomorrow, but I don't know yet because the manager is going to decide. Unfortunately, I've missed some preseason time and now I need to get back to my best version before the season, but I'm ready to do it, um, which is obviously really, really positive to see that we are very, very close to getting back Alexander Zinchenko into the Arsenal team. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, the Ukrainian international return and, and play with instead of Yuri and Timber. I'm interested to see if those two can play together, if that is, you know, is something that we can see or if the balance is, is too off. But We'll have to wait and see indeed. But I think that Urien Timber will probably start today's game in that left-back position. Ben White, I would determine, be playing more in the right-back role. But uh, let's wait and see. It's certainly going to be exciting and I can't wait for it. Uh, Reese Nelson has also been pictured in training as he tries to step up his return to things. Uh, we want to see, obviously, plenty of the Arsenal Guys that have been out injured coming back. And Reese Nelson is another one of those who missed the US tour, um, which was a very big frustration for him and for Arsenal after just signing a brand new contract. But he's been pictured at training at London Colney. Uh, we haven't seen him outside on the ball, I don't think yet, but uh, he's getting closer to that, which is a another really big positive. Uh, moving into transfers and Turkish reports suggesting that Besiktas have seen their talks with Nicolas Pepe break down due to wage demands. Now, this is not the first time this summer that we've seen the wage demands of Nicolas Pepe uh, cause a breakdown of talks. We know from James Benj that a mid-table Saudi Arabian club are interested in signing Nicolas Pepe. However, even the money involved in Saudi football was there not enough uh, in this scenario to see a deal materialise. Uh, wage demands proved too high in that case as well. However, there are suggestions that Fenerbahce also hold an interest in Pepe. Arsenal are looking to try and negotiate the uh, termination, it seems, of Pepe's deal. And so they can kind of uh, move on from the Pepe situation. But uh, I don't really know the argument around the wage demands of, of how Pepe can keep kind of pricing teams out. Pepe, he should be, in my view, and it's just my opinion, taking every single opportunity he can, taking wage cuts to get back into football, get back playing regularly and, you know, raise up his profile once again. So it's a shame that it seems that these... Uh, wage demands are preventing him from doing that. Uh, Inter Milan are said to be preparing an official offer for following Balogun. Uh, Fabrizio Romano reporting this yesterday uh, that indeed uh, Balogun's profile is garnering interest from the Milan side. They seem to be the only real club that are pushing. Uh, there were suggestions yesterday that Crystal Palace had an interest but had been apparently knocked back, although it's a bit of a strange one. Um, Inter Milan, though, we know that they're the main club that have intrigued by him with Gianluca Scamacca, their other striker target, moving to Atalanta, it seems. Balogun remains there, their firm favourite. We will wait and see what that first bid is. There were suggestions from Italy that a bid of around 35 million euros had already gone in. So it'll be interesting to see if they come back with anything more than that. There's been suggestions of around 25 million pounds. I think there's so much kind of chaos around the reporting of any potential transfer fee with Balogun that it's probably best that we wait and uh, hold judgment uh, until we get an official bid come in that we know the actual value of. But uh, I'm hoping that Arsenal can get upwards of £35 million. I know I've had some debates with people about how much 
we'll end up or what's the right pr price for Balogun. You know, it'd be great if we could get 50 million. It would, be, it would have been great if we could get 50 million. But as I have said a number of times, 35 million pounds, I thought was a fair price at the start of the window. Things changed throughout the window, like Rasmus Hoyland, which made me think mm, maybe we should be looking to get a bit more than that. But the issue that Arsenal have got it is it only seems that Inter Milan are interested. The player obviously really wants out. He's in a precarious contract situation with just two years left on his deal. If he stays at Arsenal this season, there's no guarantee of minutes. And with one year left on his contract at the end of this season, it could leave him in a position where he's worth significantly less than what we could sell him for now. Uh, and that's not a situation that Arsenal would want to be in. Speaking with disappointments over potential price tags, the Daily Mail are reporting that Matt Turner is closing on a £7 million move to Nottingham Forest. I am gutted about this. I really thought that Arsenal might be able to get upwards of £10 million for Matt Turner. The reason for that being Arsenal paid £5.5 million plus add-ons, taking it up to £7.5 million in 2022, just a year ago when we made him an official signing. He's obviously played for Arsenal. He's on a long-term contract. He's of a good age. He's played at three international competitions, the Gold Cup, the CONCACAF Nations League, um, and the World Cup, of course, as well, performing well in all of those competitions. And Arsenal may end up getting less than 10 million, um, which sucks. I haven't got any defence for that. Like, <laughs> I haven't got any defence for that at all. Uh, I think Arsenal should be looking to get upwards of of 10 million um, for for Matt Turner. It's only three million pounds more. Um, and it's not like a massive, massive blow to us in any way, shape or form. It's not like Balogun going for 25 million when we should be at least getting 35 million. It's not like that kind of bad. But it just seems low to me. Like we committed 7.5 million total, including add-ons, which probably to be fair, haven't been met in just a year. So I'm not expecting that Arsenal will have made a loss on this. I think Arsenal will have made a very slight profit if he goes for 7 million guaranteed. Um, but it's if this report is true, and the, the mail are the only outlet I've seen reporting this 7 million pound story. Um, so it's not to say that that is definitely the figure. Um, but that seems to be the only outlet so far that is claiming um, that that is the amount of money. So let's wait and see if there's any corroboration of the fee. I've certainly not been able to get any info regarding the fee. We've seen other um, reporters like Fabrizio very coy on the amount of money as well. Um, so let's see if this turns out to be the case. And so I'm not going to hold judgment until we get the full-on fee. But hypothetically... If this is the amount of money, I would be disappointed. I would have looked for Arsenal to try and get at least £10 million um, for Matt Turner. But yeah, let's let's see. At the end of the day, what the positive is around this is that Arsenal might be getting David Raya for a very, very good fee. Um, a very good fee indeed. If Arsenal can get David Raya for less than £30 million, they've done very, very well. And there's a feeling that this deal could get done in the next 24 to 48 hours, which is obviously very positive indeed. Um, and that we could get hold of uh, our number one goalkeeper target for this seat this summer and a goalkeeper target that we've had for a number of years dating back to, to 2020 to bring in some serious competition for Aaron Ramsdale. So Arsenal, uh, if they can go and get um, you know David Raya for that amount of money, Really, really good, really strong, and uh, very much, very much looking forward to seeing what David Brayer can bring to the Arsenal team, if indeed we can get this deal wrapped up, which is fantastic. And uh, lastly, uh, again, I'm sorry, not the most positive news in the world for you. Uh, again, there is maybe a light at the end of the tunnel with this one, but uh, it's closing fast. Brighton have agreed a 30 million, £35 million pound 
approximate £35 million deal for Mohamed Kudus. Um, the South Coast Premier League side had been linked with Kudus for quite uh, some time across the course of this window. It's not a surprise that they're in negotiations. They've been interested in Kudus for probably the longest amount of time of all Premier League sides, publicly at least. And uh, David Ornstein reporting that a €40 million Euro bid in the region of that has been accepted by Ajax. And now it's a case of agreeing personal terms. Personal terms have not at this point, as far as we're aware, been agreed. Um, Arsenal are interested in the player um, and so are Chelsea. But so far, neither club have reportedly at least agreed a deal with Ajax. Now, for me, I know that there is a focus on outgoings. But if there is a threat of losing out on Mohamed Kudus for this price tag, Arsenal should be all over it, whether or regardless of who's in the squad, or regardless of trying to get players out the door. If Kudus is willing to wait to see, because I think his preference, as far as we're aware, is indeed Arsenal, if Arsenal were to come in for him. Um there is still a door open for a potential hijack um, and that can still happen, but the door is closing and Arsenal will need to move relatively quickly, it seems, if they want to secure Kudus. And I I say that they should. I say that they should. If Arsenal, there aren't too many better options in a forward line this summer available than Kudus. Um, And so if could, and it's by the way, for those that think that we're spending money on Raya and that means we can't get Kudus, they're not related. Um, to my understanding, they are not related. Arsenal could do both if they wanted to. Um, they certainly would have the money to do to do both players. So it's not a case of we're choosing Raya over Kudus or that we're putting resources into negotiating the, the Raya deal, which will stop us from getting Kudus. Um, that's not the situation here. Um, so for those that are frustrated that we are putting resources into trying to sign one over the other, that's not the case. So you can... Forget that uh, rhetoric. Um, if they don't sign Kudus, it's because they would have chose not to sign him. Um, and so all the player has decided that he wants to move to Brighton instead. That's, of course, another factor as well. Um, but the feeling was, and certainly we saw plenty of what I would describe as as, as good messaging coming from that side of things, that his preference was Arsenal. Um, but let's wait and see. Um, the door, as I say, remains open. And there'll be a decision made. And if, if we don't get Kudus, it'll be, it won't be down to the fact that Brighton beat Arsenal to him. It'll be because Arsenal in the end decided that they didn't want to move for him, which I think is a shame because I think I, you know, I would have liked to have seen Kudus end up at Arsenal. And who knows? Maybe we will still see that. But as I say, that the opportunity to sign him is closing very, very quickly indeed. Right. Let's go to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
I look forward to welcoming as many of you as possible to the Mild May Club on the 13th of August. Tickets are still available. Go to the link in the description if you'd like to get some. We gave away two of our free tickets yesterday. Uh, I look forward to meeting um, our, our ticket holders uh, a week today. It's one week today, uh, next Sunday, the 13th of August. Um, join myself, Harry Simu, FK, Mike Feinberg, and Bailey Keogh. Uh, it's going to be a great evening, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of games, a lot of Arsenal chat, and some question taking too, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, bring friends, bring family, get involved, and uh, enjoy a nice Sunday evening after after what is hopefully going to be a very successful first Premier League game of the season as well. Right, let's jump into the chat box, shall we? And uh, and go and find out what you guys are chatting about. Matt G says, why do you think Milan are the only club showing real interest in Balogun? It's a fair question. Not one that I have, I have the honest answer to. We heard that clubs like AC Milan, RB Leipzig, although they signed Openda. And I think, you know, I think Milan have signed uh, some forwards as well. Um, but it seems to be that Inter are really the only, the main club you know, coming in for, for Balogun at this moment in time, which obviously does limit what Arsenal are able to achieve in terms of a potential sale. I still think, you know, Arsenal should and have always been looking to try and get more than £30 million, £35 million around that ballpark. To ask for £50 million would be reflective of other signings that have happened in the window. And that's certainly what made me feel as though that it wasn't a massively unreasonable high-end valuation of the player. The problem is that we've got is that we don't have a Manchester United interested in Balogun. Um, we don't have a club in the Premier League or, you know, um, in, in other leagues that are blessed with huge sums of money that aren't affected by restrict restrictions. I know that some people like to highlight the Anana deal that they've made 55 million euros from that. But what you have to understand is that Inter Milan has spent a lot of money in previous years. And because of the ownership, uh, the Chinese ownership side of things with them, they are restricted. Um, I'd recommend doing some research into why Inter Milan are so financially um, kind of in this strange purgatorial position, um, if you like. So it's good reading and good education to do so. So, uh, yeah, go give it a read if you can. But it's difficult, Matt, to know why they're the only club because you'd think that loads of clubs would be interested. But maybe we're rating him higher than other other clubs do. Uh, Odin's Raven, uh, which is a very interesting name, says, Tom, we need strikers to fit the team's system, not us changing the system uh, and not the other way around. Do you think the homegrown Arsenal, Ed and Flo, would have trained to fit the system? I think, you know, Flo could have fitted the system if we'd have, you know, if he'd been, I don't use words like more willing because there's been no evidence just that he's not more willing other than the comments that he made around that he didn't feel like he had to try extra hard, which is a bit of a strange comment to make. But um, I think that Arsenal always sign players in the knowledge that they're going to have to do work with them, that they're going to have to mould them into Arsenal system. We won't change the system massively to fit them. We might adapt things slightly. You know, the, the system isn't so rigid that you have to adapt the player 100% on their side. There is a bit of give and take. Uh, and I think we might see that with Rice coming into the team about how we adapt to, to Rice's involvement in the side. Havertz being another player as well that we'll have to adapt to. So I think there's give and take on both sides. Um, but Eddie and Flo, Eddie obviously I think fits things a lot more simply because he's been here a long time and played under the whole of Arteta's tenure. Um, but if we sign a forwards, they are going to have to adapt in some ways as well. 
Uh, Lynn says, Tom, this is where Edu falls down uh, because his negotiating skills doesn't appear to fight hard enough to complete deals. With Rice, it wasn't the same because he wanted to come to Arsenal. Now, I always say to people, I need you to tell me your solution. So whenever anyone says to me that Edu is not good enough or this is where he's showing that he's not, you know, he's not enough or that what his actions are are showing that he's somebody else basically would do a better job is I often ask you guys is how, what do you expect? What is the expectation of people like Edu? What should they be doing? And when the answer is, well, they should be selling players for more. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking for, for people to come to me and tell me what is their expectation? What would you see differently and how would you see someone acting differently to try and get more money because obviously what we're going off is we're going off of assumptions we're going off of a lot of hypotheticals I'm not a technical director you know even though I've had access to the club and spoken to Edu himself I don't know the inner workings of of that role I don't know the inner workings of those negotiations um and so to know what a, a director could do differently I'm just not privy to. So I need a lot of people when they're very critical of these things to come up with the solutions. Now, in my opinion, 7 million is too low. And I feel that we should have been trying to get at least 10 million pounds for a player that after three good tournaments and a 5.5 guaranteed fee, 7.5 total investment a year ago should have got more from another Premier League side. Um, But there is always going to be that unknown factor as we don't know. You know, we don't know the negotiations. We don't know what other offers have come in, if any, and that if Nottingham Forest have got... The problem with the Turner-Forest situation is that Forest have got another option. And the other option that they've got is... Um, is... Uh, is um, What's his name? Uh, Dean Henderson. And because they've got Dean Henderson as a potential alternative to Turner, maybe that weakens our position. And... If we say kind of hold out too much and we haven't got any other teams coming in for Turner and we say we want 10 and they're like, no, we're not paying any more than seven. If you don't accept this seven million pound bid, we're going to go off and sign Dean Henderson on loan and we can do that. And so is it better to get seven million this summer now and sign Raya or have another season of Turner as a third choice keeper and in a year's time, not be able to sell him for even 7 million quid having played barely any games and not having any international tournaments to to highlight his value is that better and so that's the only other side of the the argument it's the only other defense i've you know which i'm kind of thinking of spontaneously now that's the only kind of defense i've got if the question is regarding kudus and i did see someone point out um that they thought that lynn and maybe lynn can provide some clarity for me um I think someone said, I think that Lynn was talking about Kudus and negotiations for Kudus. Again, I don't know what the the criticism can be of the Kudus side of things because if Arsenal don't, trust me, Arsenal could afford £35 million for Kudus. If they don't sign him, it's because they have actively made that decision that they don't want to pursue a deal for Kudus at this point in time, for whatever reason. I don't know what that reason is. But I, I don't know what it is. And it will be down to them. It won't be because of an in, inefficiency on Edu's side. It won't be because he's not good enough of a sporting director. It won't be because Richard Garlick's not good enough at his job. It won't be because the owners aren't giving them the money. You know, 
they would have made the decision not to do that deal. And for whatever reason that is, um, I'd love to know what it is, but I can't speculate on it because I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, but I personally would have um, would have done it. Uh, Annex says, Edu acts like someone trying to scam you with a pyramid. What a ridiculous comment. <laughs> Silly statement. Uh, Dan says, it's frustrating, but understandable in my opinion. Only one club interested. Minimal demand. Raya deal pretty much means we need to sell him. So the price might be driven down. And again, that's kind of what I discussed here is a potential argument as to why it's at 7 million. Um, but we are using a lot of hypotheticals. Uh, Omar says, is Edu the one doing the groundwork for all sales and purchases? I always thought that um, he's the one that had the final say. He's not the one that has the final say. The manager is the one that has the final say, to my understanding. Um, well, in terms of kind of someone on the ground, of course, the ownership have to sign off on everything. So Arteta might want a player. He's happy to bid this amount, but you obviously have to get the ownership as approval on everything. You have to get the green light from the big, big bosses. Um, but Edu and Arteta are on kind of a similar plane of professional standing within the club and so they will both have to sign off on any decision making that happens Richard Garlick is obviously very much involved in things as well um, Tim Lewis acts as very much kind of a, a link between those guys and the ownership also and has says as a big say in things and uh, is heavily involved in, in decision making also so it is a team effort Edu often gets a lot of kind of the scapegoating because he's a bit of the face of transfers, if you like. But um, it is a team effort and certainly a group thing. Uh, Olu has joined us for 23 months. Brilliant stuff, Olu. Thank you for being with us for so long supporting the channel. It is very much appreciated. Um, Robertson says, they don't have a clue about either of Arteta and Edu. They just jump on board about whatever topic other people keep pressing on. I do think there is sometimes a bit of a mob mentality um, regarding criticism towards either Arteta or, or Edu. You know, at the start of the window, Edu was being, his head was being called for. And the, let's be honest, there's a lot of people that were saying and jumping into my chat box, Edu out, get rid of this guy, um, get rid of Arteta, get rid of the ownership and have very quickly gone silent and don't leave any more comments in my chat boxes after we signed Rice and Timber uh, and Havertz and potentially now adding Raya to the team as well. I've sold Xhaka for uh, 8.5 million more than the original price we were quoted for. I've made another 10 million off of Trusty and Marie's exits um, and could get upwards of 30 million of Balogun. Let's wait and see on that one. Um, but some people have disappeared from existence in my chat box <laughs> over the last two months. Um, but uh, still, there is always going to be uh, an openness for debate about the actions of the club. As I say, I would be critical of us not signing Kudus. I think that he would have been an absolutely brilliant option for us if we could get a deal. Um, but if they've decided not to, I will always, at this point, because the club have given me plenty of reason to trust them, err on the side of trusting what they're doing right now um oh the tgt sneeze coming back there um badsy says you have unlimited food of your choice uh, but you only have one condiment uh is it a hellman's mayonnaise or b a wrong answer <laughs> <laughs> I think Badsy might be a fan of mayonnaise, so much so that he chooses to throw that question into the chat box. Um, I'm a big fan of mayo. Uh, Peri Peri mayo is, is is a personal favourite, but uh, yeah, um, on the diet right now, I'm not having too much mayonnaise in any shape or form, sadly. Um, but <laughs> I love random questions like that. Uh, George says, Tom, what's your starting lineup for the today? If you want to know my starting lineup, you can go and watch our preview show that we did uh, on Thursday. I was joined by 
uh, some fantastic people um, to discuss uh, the game in great depth and detail. So I recommend you go and watch our preview show. Uh, I was joined by Lewis and Dom. We went through all of our teams that we would choose and who we would like to see in the side. So uh, you can go back and watch our Arsenal Man City uh, preview show. It's up on the channel as one of our latest uh, live shows. So if you want to know, Go back and watch our show, is what I would say. Uh, Paul's been a member for 33 months. Amazing achievement. Thank you, Paul, for your continued support of the channel. I look forward to meeting you in person at our live event next week. Um, DR says, hi, Tom. When are we getting that 40 million for Nuno? I don't know. You tell me, mate. That's what I've been told by people in the chat box for months. 40 million for Tavares. Goodness me. Goodness me. Uh, Amira says, how long is Turner's contract? It wasn't widely reported when we signed him, but when uh, did we say it was only two to three years? Let's have a quick look. Matt Turner. Let's have a look when your contract is up. His contract ends in 25, but there is an option for a further year in 26. So he has three years left on his deal. Um, so three years is a very long amount of time and, you know, uh, gives you plenty of control in a situation and should raise the value of your worth to a club, sadly. So, um, again, I don't think that contract length brings the valuation down by any means at all um nsw says there's over 1000 of you watching make sure we smash the likes it takes just a second literally it does take just a second to hit the like button so if you haven't done that already show some show some support for the channel and uh yeah just click the little uh, thumbs up. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Odin says, uh, Tom, I love the level-headed views and discussions you bring. Thanks, mate. Uh, if you could buy one player for Arsenal, who would you buy? Erling Haaland. <laughs> I think it's a fairly easy answer. Uh, if you want me to pick someone realistically based upon what options are available to us in this window, I, I would be looking at a forward. Um, someone who can play right wing and and striker. If we had the money, I'd sign Randall Kolomowani. That would be my absolute dream signing this summer. Uh, Pedro Gonçalves is another one I really like and would love to see. He's versatile, can play centre forward, can play right wing, left wing, can play attacking midfield, can play centre mid and has played centre mid a lot as well. Very versatile. Uh, Pedro Gonçalves, 25-year-old Portuguese international, scores loads of goals, creates loads of goals. Would love to see someone like him rock up at Arsenal as well. He's the one that scored that a goal against uh, Ramsdale, the, the one from like the halfway line where it was that massive uh, over-the-top uh, thing that Man United fans are clinging on to, sending to Arsenal fans that clip after Andrea Nana's rather ridiculous goal that he conceded the other day. Um, uh, can Moani play on the right? Yes, he can and has done. Uh, has played on the wing um, for, uh, for Frankfurt and previously for uh, Nantes. I want to say it was Nantes. I think it was Nantes. I'm going to be bothered by that. Uh, it was it was indeed Nantes uh, that he played for before Frankfurt. He's only been at Frankfurt for one season. Um, after, and, he, and he was signed on a free, believe it or not. He's done fantastically well. But yeah, in his last season with Nantes, he played seven times on the right, twice on the left, uh, 29 times through the middle. He is more of a, a centre forward, but can play in a wide area. A bit like, um, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Jesus because Moani's taller and he's more of a, a more of a striker, I would say, than, than Jesus even is. But he's got that ability to play in a wide area. Um, Yasser says, Fabrizio has just tweeted. Let's have a quick check. Let's go on. Uh, Fab does like to tweet during these shows to really throw me off. Let's have a quick look. Uh, new round of talks to take place with David Raya. Deal between Arsenal and Brentford. Negotiations are advancing. Final stage. Matt Turner will join Forrest on a permanent deal. Still no word on a price tag outside of what that report was from the mail. 24-7 uh, Wellbeing says... Uh, 
how much would Pedro Gonçalves cost? I don't know. I mean, Portuguese clubs love to to get massive, massive fees. He's ranked by Transomart to 32 million euros. It's about 27 million pounds. I think they would want 40, at least 40 million pounds. He has a contract till 26. Um, so they have four years, uh, three years, sorry, left on that deal. So yeah, um, I think he'd be very expensive indeed. But Pedro Gonçalves would be certainly one that I would love to see. Uh, Arsenal, um, and funnily enough, Dave and Dean asking the question at the same time, would you take Joao Felix? I would, only if we could get him on loan with an option. I wouldn't buy him this summer. I would sign him on loan if there was an option included only. I would never, ever, ever sign a player like Joao Felix on loan with no control. The only player that there was an inkling about being able to do that was Odegaard. The reason why we were able to do that was because it was a low price tag in the end, around £30 million that he was available for in the summer. It was a six-month loan deal that we desperately needed in January. But a player like Joao Felix, you have to get an option in that around, I think, 70. And I don't think you're going to get it that low. But I think £70 million is about the option I think is reasonable for Joao Felix. Um, or an obligation, potentially, if he reaches certain uh, appearance metrics. So, yeah, that's that's what I would personally uh, go for. Um Martin says, you can bet your house on Matt Turner having an absolute worldie uh, next week. Yeah, of course. I feel like there's also something to be said about the delay in that sale. It will be interesting to see if the Arsenal hold out in talks with Forrest because we play Forrest, as, as Martin is alluding to, on the first game of the season. So it will be interesting to see if he's able to play against us in that first game. Uh, very, very interesting indeed. Um, AFC Cape Town says, what about Nico Williams, who is an actual winger? Yes, he is. I like Nico Williams a lot, spelled N-I-C-O. Um, but uh, I think that when it comes to a player like that, that's when you want to sign just a winger. And I do think that we have a need in the centre-forward role as well. And that's why I'd like to see a more versatile forward come in that can play at centre-forward like Kudus can and play in the right-wing areas like Gonçalves and uh, Kalamuani potentially can as well. Yeah, and Atletico won, as Frank points out, for Felix, a silly amount of money. So I just don't see that one happening. Um, Lynn says, Tom, does it make sense that they don't go for Kudus and then we are linked with that player from Aston Villa who is a downgrade? Who? Who are we linked with from Aston Villa? Arsenal, Aston Villa, uh, news. Arsenal reignite interest in Emmy Buendia. <laughs> um, who is reporting that? Um, according to Football Transfers. Okay, who's wrote the story? Um, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't put much scope in that, Lynn. Uh, I don't think there's too much uh, truth in a, a move for Buendia, mate. So I <laughs> just, yeah. Sorry, I don't see that one happening. Um, Gunner Nine says, who cares? And second, don't mean anything. Uh, I, what, what's that in response to? Uh, Gunner Nine says, we buy duds to replace duds who are not good enough to start and end up on loan. What, is Declan Rice not good enough? <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with that comment. Um, Yasser says, Joao Felix at Atletico is a mess and not even training, uh, joined Atletico the same year as Pepe joined Arsenal, yet Atletico are managing to maintain his market value when Pepe is, is zero. What I would say is that um, Felix obviously went to Chelsea and looked quite good. You know, I think he looked quite good. I think that he played in a very difficult environment at Chelsea, and maybe if he'd have moved to Arsenal on loan, we were very interested in signing him on loan. Had he have moved to Arsenal on loan, I would have been intrigued to see how Felix would have got on. And that's why I still have an intrigue about Felix, because... 
you say that like they've managed to maintain his value in the season before um, he left to join Chelsea on loan. I'm pretty sure he was like player of the month in 22, in 23 and 21, 22. I'm pretty sure he got a player of the month award in La Liga and had a very decent season. Um, things kind of broke down. His relationship with Diego Simeone broke down. So yeah, I just don't see that happening. Um, Granddaddy Gunnipal says, if we miss out on Kudus, would you go for Gabri Vega? He can play in all front positions plus midfield. I think he's more of an attacking midfielder, is Gabri Vega, uh, than like a front three player. Um, he was linked to City quite heavily. Um, there's suggestions saying that Liverpool are trying to sign him uh, at the moment, but I've not seen any suggestions that um, Arsenal will. I know that there was links to him at the beginning of June, July time, but nothing else. But he's played centre mid, attacking midfield, not really played in wide areas, not really played as a striker. I don't think that's the profile of player, Paul, that, that we're really looking at right now. I think when you brought in Havertz, that was kind of it for attacking midfielders, um, to be honest. Um, Gunnar Nine says, how many of our bench players are going to start every game this season? Has anyone noticed the contradiction in that sentence? <laughs> how many of our bench players are going to start every game this season? How can they be a bit? How I I don't that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? Uh, Ronald says, who would take a right wing now after the transfers uh, of the summer? Um, yeah, me. I'd, I'd take a right winger. Um, I'd take a right winger all day long. <laughs> um, but Kudus is is absolutely my number one. As I've said before, I think Gonzalez would be another player that I'd consider bringing in. Um, there is someone else. Nico Williams, I do like. I know I suggest. I know he can't play centre forward, but if we wanted to bring in a winger, Nico Williams is a player that I do quite like. Um, Paul says, Joao Felix is training with the academy because he publicly came out and said that he wants to leave. In Spain, they're reporting that Arsenal are looking at him as cover for Jesus. Um, if that's true, then I'm not surprised. I think that he's kind of done with Atleti. He's kind of just done with being there. Um, I just don't see that. Um, happening i really really don't see that happening anyway uh we've been going on long enough uh, thank you so much everyone for tuning in as i've mentioned before if you want to get a preview and you've not yet watched it of our uh, of the man city game go back and watch our preview show that came out a couple of days ago um i was joined by a couple of our members uh to talk about the game today i'm going to be at wembley a little bit later on this afternoon, I'm very much looking forward to it to bring you coverage uh, at football.london. You can, if you're unable to watch the game for any reason, I'm going to be doing the uh, text commentary on the football.london website. So do indeed tune in for that. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, to breaking that down tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. At 9 a.m.? Why have I suddenly changed the time? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Um, is when that show will be. Thank you uh, to everyone that's tuned in. If you agree with me, disagree with me, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their view, as long as it makes sense. Like, it can't be abusive or contradict itself. Um, but uh, yeah, please do uh, continue to show the support. It means the absolute world. You can join us next Sunday at the Mild May Club in North London for a live show with a fantastic panel of guests. And uh, yeah, if you go into the game, stay safe, travel well, check all of the details. I've heard, I've had rumors today about some issues on travel, but not had that officially confirmed. So just be aware, make sure that you're fully checking all of your travel needs and stuff like that. Um, but thank you to everyone that's tuned in. It's very much appreciated. Drop a like before you go. And uh, as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.